Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film dudes watch the 50 best horror movies ever, and then we talk about them like real horror dudes. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by... Ben Arrington. How's it going, Ben? You all right? I'm all right, Luke. Do you get hay How fever? are you? Do I get hay fever? No, yeah. I'm, a hay, I'm hay fever free. Uh, Fortunately, I'm such a lucky man. How about you? I'm, I'm assuming you do. I envy the person who can walk past like a freshly mowed garden and not <laughs> tremble in fear. <laughs> yeah, tremble. I, I get it really bad. Yeah. Shit. Is yeah. that why you've got such a bloated face? I'm joking. It's not bloated. It's not bloated. It's not bloated, it's not bloated at all. It is bloated, yeah. but that is just my face. I'm afraid. Oh. Yeah. oh, man. I feel bad now. Oh, do you know, I, I got hay fever once in my life. That, that this, is, <laughs> this is a sob story for you. You're going to be like, yeah, all right, come <laughs> on then. <laughs> Nearly 30 uh, I went to, years I went... of hay fever, the worst. <laughs> I got it once before. <laughs> I did. I went to a festival once and I was like, I was just destroyed. Like I was, I couldn't, I, my eyes were just... That's weird. Well, I'm yeah. telling you the symptoms of hay fever, eh? Yeah. Like you no, I, I, yeah, I understand what they are, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. I wonder where you got them on that one festival. That's weird, isn't it? You got yeah. Cursed. It is Someone cursed you. A very Someone light cursed. curse. Someone cursed me for the weekend, and uh, that yeah. was it. And the, then the I downloaded or something. Yeah, it was. It was download. Yeah, it was downloaded like 2009, and I've yeah. never, I've never got it since. I was there. I remember giving someone my hay fever for the weekend. I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just did a deal. You struck a deal with somebody and yeah. said, "Pass on the hay fever to whoever is near." And I was strolling past, loving life, and then suddenly, yeah. oh, I, I sneezed straight into your face. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember that sneeze. Yeah, okay. Uh so um talking about horror movies. <laughs> so uh we are doing a, this is what we're meant to be doing. We we're, we're like we're watching these fifty films, uh they're on the Empire compiled and they're the best fifty horror films ever. And we've been working our way through them and we are now at number thirty five and we are doing Poltergeist, the nineteen eighty two version, not the uh remake, which I haven't even seen. Have you seen the remake? Poltergeist. Um Oh, the remake with like Sam Rockwell and stuff. Is Sam Rockwell in it? Yeah. I might have to watch it just because 
I find yeah. him, I find him strangely magnetizing. Yeah, I think, it's just, I think it's just a standard cut and dry performance from him. You know, nothing special like we're used to. Pay the bills. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never seen it though. Now I've, I've saw, I saw the trailer and I went, nah, nah, no, thank you. Yeah. Take yeah. it back. <laughs> so, um, do you want to tell people about this version of the film? Yeah, seeing uh, as yeah. new brothers know anything version. about the new one. Yeah, I don't know anything about the new one, man. I mean, I'm assuming it's pretty much the same. But Sam Rockwell plays the Pottergeist. Maybe yeah. I don't there'll know. be some I mean, jump scares. There'll be a, he's a good character actor. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. There will be some jump scares. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Poltergeist is a 1982 American supernatural horror film directed by Tobe Hooper. Steven Spielberg wrote and produced, but this is a little factoid, didn't know this. Uh, he, he wrote and produced, but had a clause in his contract to prevent him from directing another film, film while he made E.T., the extraterrestrial. That's interesting, isn't it? That is very interesting. Very interesting. So uh, set in a California <laughs> suburb, the plot focuses on a family whose home is invaded by malevolent ghosts that abduct the family's younger daughter. Nice. Bloody horrible ghosts. So this is what Empire have to say. Uh, moving into a family home on an ancient burial ground presents the kind of real estate conundrum even Kirsty and Phil will be hard-pressed to help with. Who's Kirsty and Phil? Is that some sort of TV like, location, location, location. Is that, is presenters, that, is that, is that those guys? Okay, cool. Uh, the problems faced by the Freeling clan—that's the—that's the family. And this much mimics is Toby Hooper, Steven Spielberg horror involves supernatural beasties, vortexes in the landing, bloody vortexes in the landing again, floating objects, <laughs> and some major interdimensional child napping. That's just about every supernatural domestic catastrophe in the handbook, short of finding the Dyson is haunted and the guinea pig is the guinea pig is Satan. Despite the restriction of its PG rating. It was initially R-rated, but changed on appeal. The results, uh, the result remains a refreshingly scary brew. Are you pronouncing it Tobe Hooper or Toby? Um, I would have thought it's just Toby. T O B E. Yeah, yeah, it probably is Toby. I read it as Tobe because Toby would have a while on the end, surely. Tobe sounds like an insult. <laughs> hey, you stupid Tobe! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this got eighty-eight percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, seven point four out of ten on IMDb. I'm pretty sure every single film has had seven point. Either four or five on IMDb. It's like a blanket rating for everything. It's like Empire. <laughs> Empire like, what are the greatest horror films ever? Let's look at the seven point four yeah. rating yeah. on uh, IMDb. You don't want to get too far up that up that uh, ladder. <laughs> so, um, in the horror hangout uh, board of advisors, which is our little Facebook group uh, full of smart, wicked people, uh, Kev Hurst said, "All I have to say is," and then he showed a picture of um, the clown about to. He had a sort of predatory glare. He's about to get on the kid. Um, Tommy Draper. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Draper says uh, the remake is shocking uh, in the bad way. I think uh, so. The original has been a fave of mine since I was a youngin. Edward Harvey uh, put like a little picture, like a little factoid picture, and it said Heather O'Rourke, who played, I think her name was Caroline. She's like the the creepy blonde girl. She died Caroline. Of, she died of heart attack when she was twelve, and she yeah. refused to watch TV in hospital because she was scared of it like coming to life actually a lot of people died in that um related to this film we'll talk about that in a bit uh, john Connolly says he loved the original i read somewhere that the skeletons used on on set were real because they were cheaper to buy than the fake ones no idea if that's just a movie urban legend or not anybody else heard that i did hear that and apparently it's real they were real skeletons who's selling human skeletons like uh just out of back of their van I don't, yeah, well, for medical purposes, I'm assuming. But then, if if like Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper come along, going, "Hey, got any real skeletons there? Yeah, we've got yeah. loads for sale, mate. We've got loads. Buy, we get them free over here. Some of them are still gristly. 
Lucky. That, that is a good point. I can put the gristle back on for you. Because like um <laughs> like I know like you, you uh, hospitals buy cadavers, don't they? Those from morgues and stuff. But that's not like an like an open market for that, is it? I mean and that why are they so cheap? Why are they cheaper than rubber like skeletons? Yeah. Like, surely there must be some value. They're more difficult to get hold of, surely, than rubber skeletons. Um, so why are they more expensive? I know a guy. I'm sorry, yeah. This is bizarre. Yeah. Okay, uh, so what were your initial thoughts of Poltergeist? When was the first time you saw it? No, no, I've, I've seen I've seen this film bloody loads of times. Yeah, I've seen it <laughs> quite a lot of times. It's always been a always been a firm favourite of mine. Hmm. Uh, I'm actually in the bedroom um, from Poltergeist right now. <laughs> Just re- you don't see that on the, on the audio feed, but on the video feed, he really is like that closet. <laughs> I can I just really imagine the, the puckering butthole in the closet. <laughs> Sucking puckering him in. butthole closet. There we go. That's why that's why I moved into this house. They yeah. said, look, it's, it's, got, it's got a garden. It's got two bedrooms, but there's a puckering butthole closet. I said, sign me up. Immediately. Since we'll try to suck you in. Yeah, this is like this is like one of the ultimate paranormal activity films without being a paranormal activity film, obviously. Yeah. Um like probably the, my favourite ghost film. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's got to be in it. It's just like it's just just amazing. There's so many ridiculous. It's done so well, like from from the music, from the pacing, from the performances, from like genuine, like actual scary shit happening. Yeah. Um, and some things that like you look at now and you're like, that's a proper cliche now, because but you know that when it was in Poltergeist, it was probably the first time it had been done. And even though you look at it as a cliche, you're like, that's badass. That's still terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I think the effects hold up as well. I mean, they are pretty. Re- like ridiculous things happen with like trees and puckering butthole closets and and yeah. uh it's got yeah, something... that effect that they did a lot in the 80s with like they sort of draw um they like illustrate like electric looking stuff do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. On, on a, i know what you mean yeah the goat the ghost is, is, is it? yeah. it's a very very <laughs> 80s looking, looking ghost where you look a bit milky and a bit like uh a bit like otherworldly, a little bit like the ghost from the start of um, Ghostbusters, librarian yeah. ghost. Yeah, bit, Ghostbusters. Bit I was thinking like... that. I was thinking this could exist in the same universe. If like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So like the ectoplasm yeah. as well is that like the eighties ectoplasm is like the uh, the slime, like yeah, uh, the slime from Ghostbusters too. You know, the river of slime. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. It, it could. It's not like a gory film. It's not like uber violent or anything. So it's pretty much just like all the scares come from like the otherworldly weird stuff that happens yeah obviously you get you get some skeletoids in there uh skeletoids yeah this is like um uh it really has that spielberg polish on it do you know what i mean yeah like it it feels like a family it feels like et but like the scary version which is weird that you said he's doing it at the same time i didn't realize that no me neither um yeah like the family, like the family, are great. Like that, it's a really like good family dynamic. All the characters are interesting. None of them are like super annoying, um, and like creepy kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Creepy kid. She don't mean to be creepy, obviously, but yeah, super creepy. I mean, I think that just adds to it, doesn't it? But yeah, yeah a lot, of, a lot, lot of cle- lot of stuff that has been taken from this film and has been overdone to like yeah. a horrible, horrible point now. But in this film, you watch it and it feels so. It feels so original and it feels so fresh, even though you've seen certain things that you've seen loads of times. This, um, um, sorry, this so this is one of those films that when I was watching Stranger Things, I was like, ah, this is like referencing Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, because because like the suburban, the suburban environment, yeah, and the sort of the 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 sort of Spielberg thing where you're just like, um, 
here's just like an average suburban uh, neighborhood, and this could happen yeah. to any. Does that any... Not happen anymore? Like I was telling Cat, like we don't get films like this anymore, where like the the the, the family sat around a breakfast table, and there's like um, you know, I mean, it's like a warm day, and they're drinking orange juice, and there's waffles, and uh, the mum's like busy in the kitchen trying to get it all ready, and there's like um, kids with like toy race cars outside, and people on bikes and stuff. Like, yeah, it's really almost... see that in films much anymore. No, because it's almost like that's the that's the ideal. That's the we're, we're painting this vision of an ideal life, an ideal suburban life, ideal family life, just to tear it all down again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I think now films, certain films, especially horror films or or like <laughs> these sort of like ghost story films, they don't they waste too they don't waste time getting straight towards not saying that the time would be wasted, yeah, but they don't yeah. build they don't build that world. They kind of just throw you straight in at the deep end. Here's a scary shit. Where am I? Maybe ten minutes of, of build up, and yeah, then bang. Yeah. Here's all the jump scares. Bah, 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 bah. Where I think Pottergrove really takes its time to sort of like dial up, just like take a little bit of time, yeah, really dial, dial, dial up, up something yeah, freaky. Yeah. By the and end, then it's it just, like full on. Yeah, because by the by the time the end comes, it almost feels like the ending's already happened. Yeah, I know what you mean. We yeah. have this. Yeah. The ending kind of happens. You have a little bit of a lull, and you think, oh, everyone's get everything's getting back to normal, and then bang. Yeah, and then the shit really hits the fan at the end. Yeah, it's really good. Shit hits the fan. Yeah. I can't, like so, I've got a, so I always thought this was a Steven Spielberg film, and I think because of the music, because of the suburbia that like I've always sort of recognised as very Spielbergian, um, and then I, so I'm reading about how like uh, Toby Hooper directed it, I definitely feel like the whole Poltergeist thing is a metaphor. I think Toby Hooper was like, I'm trying to make a, a film about like a, a family drama, and the Poltergeist, the meddling entity, is Spielberg, like just knee, kneeling away the film. <laughs> Like, you know, when, like, um, the hand sort of bursts out of the screen, I feel like that's Spielberg getting involved a bit too much. And then, oh, like, yeah. uh, the, the face explodes through the door. That's Spielberg's face. Like, that's this Spielberg's is my fucking film. <laughs> kicking, kicking the door into the editing yeah. room and going, have you done this yet? <laughs> yeah. Steve, um, give it a rest. <laughs> so, uh, should we talk about the story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Okay, so, uh, the like, the key phase in this film, it's basically the, the Freeling family. Uh, Craig T. Nelson plays the dad. Uh, Joe Beth Williams uh, plays the mum. Heather O'Rourke is the, the creepy little kid. Uh, don't worry about Dominique Dunn, who plays the older sister. She's not really that much. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they leave her behind. Or it looks like they leave her behind at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Robbins plays the, uh, the the young boy who, uh, for some reason... Robbie. <laughs> yeah, Robbie, that's right. For some reason, they must hate him because they they force him to sleep next to a doll he hates. Like every night, yeah. they seem to put it there. He obviously doesn't like it, and it's, it's like, like uh, character building. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. You're terrified of this clown doll, are you? Well, sleep right next to it. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm terrified. Do yeah. it. Yeah, and especially like after like the whole thing happened, they put the clown doll back at the end of his bed. But uh, poor, poor Robbie. Anyway, and uh, and then um, Zelda Rubinstein plays Tangina Barrons, who's like the spiritual medium. Um, and then there's some. Um, some other people who are like the yeah. what do you call these people? They're like paranormal detectives, I guess. Paranormal detectives, the spiritual medi- mediums, like sidekicks. Well, there's a couple of spiritual mediums, aren't there? Really? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, the film starts with it's the suburban household at nighttime. Um, yeah, the place is in Orange County, California, and it's um it's called I think it's called Cuesta Verde or something like that. 
but it's it's a really I like we were saying like, like started. It's like a it's like a lovely place, but it's sort of like yeah. a new build, yeah. a new build sort of like suburban area, isn't it? Like where everyone's kind of there's like ide- idyllic sort of lovely, lovely town. Phase one or something like that. It's quite recent, don't like, I think the last five Marvel years. Cinematic Universe Phase One. It is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like I like the way in this opening shot. It kind of it kind of pans out of a TV where a TV sort of like shutting down for the night. I guess in America, um, it was playing some sort of patriotic music before yeah. the programs ended, yeah, and, then yeah. it cut, and then it cuts to like the uh, what do you call that? The static. Um, I like how it introduces everybody and like it just introduces everybody having a dog walk around the house. Yeah, uh, yeah, looking for, looking for food, and it introduces sort of like every like all five members of the family. So you got the dad sat asleep at the TV, mum asleep in bed, and then the kids asleep in bed. It's a good way of sort of introducing everybody, I think. Yeah, and then the, the white noise static from the the TV. Um, a creepy little girl gets up, goes downstairs, and starts talking to it or something, and then um, wakes everyone up. But yeah, we we don't get static anymore. CRT TVs like have like <laughs> yeah. a sort of built-in creepiness to it that we just don't get. Um, did you ever see Videodrome? Mm. It's the Cronenberg film with a TV. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen it now. Oh, I know no. what you mean. That film, oh man. Oh, oh man. man. Oh man. Yeah. Talk about creepy TVs. That's 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 a good one to watch. All um, oh, right. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. There's a bit where like the guy presses hand to the TV and the TV sort of. Like wraps itself around his hand. It's it's creepy as hell. <laughs> okay. Um. So then it's the morning after, uh, and then we get a proper introduction to the suburbia. We've got like some guy on a bike carrying beer. Look, like I mentioned, we've got the um, uh, the kids playing with, like race cars and tripping people up. Um, I don't know. It just it reminds me of like the Burbs. It reminds me of uh, like the the opening to E. T. There's so many of these films enough. that start off like this, and it kind of makes you feel like oh, I wish I lived there. <laughs> like it's very yeah, nice, yeah. I felt very like pleasant. I would go. I would go back to 1982 if I could live there because it seems yeah. it seems lovely. Um, yeah. So we, we get a good introduction to like everyone's sort of character at this point, don't we? So like the dad is like watching a watching a game of football with his with his pals, and they're like yeah. having a beer. That's a little bit of a a ride with the neighbor over the over the remote control. Yeah, Which yeah. was funny, you know, that's funny. Funny a little bit. Just pop a little fuber in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good. It, it it just it just takes its time, like really nicely to sort of build up the sort of family dynamic. I've got to say as well, the dad is one of the salespeople who sells houses um, in uh, Case de Verde, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, so he's sold apparently like forty percent of the houses. Um, Phase one, phase two, phase four. He's he's like he sold them all, baby. He's really good. Um, Yeah, Uh, and then so I think the same thing happens again the next night. Um, Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Earlier we get um, the bird dies as well. Uh, Little bird dies. The mum Diane goes to flush it down the toilet, but Caroline sees it and then they give it a nice little, nice little burial, don't they, in a little box. Uh, That's cool. Which is which is lovely. Yeah, that's nice. uh, Sort of. microcosm of the entire film um so uh, there's an earthquake there's a storm um a ghostly white hand with a rotoscope sort of effect sort of comes on comes out of tv uh and then there's that like famous line uh, where caroline turns around and says they're here um, they're here but like super creepy like as creepy as you can imagine really ever so creepy ever so creepy 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 creepy creepy kid right and she's up there you know she's up there with the best of yeah, the creepy yeah. kids um yeah so i mean in terms of creepy kids there's only really here and 
I was going to say the Sixth Sense kid, but he's not that creepy. He's kind of nice. Mm, no, what about the Omen kid? Yeah. Just the baby in the first one, though, isn't he? That's on the listener. Little baby, mate. It could still be creepy. Yeah. Creepy little baby. What do you want from me? Then he grows up to become Sam Neill from Jurassic Park, and then he goes to... <laughs> Have you seen the third one? <laughs> third mm. Omen film. Yeah, I, I, I think I have. Years have, ago. Have we got any like, Omen on this? Have you got any Omen on this list? Got to. Must have. We must have at least number one somewhere. Yeah. Must have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the, the spirits are now in the house or something. Uh, you know, it's, it's full on poltergeisty now. There's uh, glasses of milk breaking, um, furniture moving on its own. Um, it. it it's interesting because they're not like terrified of it. It's not like creepy at first. It's like um, it still has that family movie feel. Like, yeah, it feels it's almost like, like it's almost like fascinated. They're like fascinated by it, aren't they? Yeah. They're a bit like they're fascinated by it. They're a little bit uh, intrigued by it. They're like, what the hell's going on? And Diane at one point sort of explains that it's like something we'd never. It's like something something natural, but we're we're not we're not supposed to understand it. Yeah. So she doesn't see it. So doesn't see it being like a threat at this point. It's kind of like. You could. This whole film could have gone another route, couldn't it? It could have gone down a nice family-friendly route where they make fun, they make fun, make friends with these sort of like supernatural entities, and they they could help have got, them do it something. Could have become Casper, like uh, suburban yeah. Casper, but no, yeah. it went the other way. Like, I feel like this film like is um, could have been more of a goosebump story than a, yeah. but it does go quite scary. It does sort of tip that way. I was trying to think: is there any modern films that sort of have this sort of tone, this sort of family-friendly horror? And have you seen the only one I can think of is um, Krampus? If you ever watched that, and that's not uh, no, as good I'm, as this, but I've not seen that yet. Now, but it's it's got that same sort of. It feels like a family Christmas film, but it's still quite scary. I guess you don't time. really get that anymore, do you? Because people like with horror, they kind of when people make a horror film like this, especially a ghost story. Now it's kind of like same old shit, isn't it? Just like yeah. ah, 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 <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so it feels like they've got like friendly neighborhood ghosts sort of thing. Um, but then that night, um, the tree, which I looked at that tree and uh, I knew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew that tree was bloody evil. Yeah, so there, there was a bit. There was a bit when the, some of the chairs are moving, where Diane sort of like goes back to the fridge, puts some milk away, comes back, and they're all stacked up on the table, like a really quick shot where it, like panned away and then panned back, which was quite cool. Yeah. Um, and then carrot, and, but yeah, um, they do kind of. She get, gets a little bit fascinated by it, doesn't she, Diane, with the chair? She's got like arrows set up and stuff on the kitchen floor where the chairs are like f- flying up and down, and she even puts Caroline in this little space and allows the force to kind of like. The at force, this point, it's almost yeah. like it's almost like she knows it's weird, but it's almost like it could be like some sort of weird magnetic, yeah, force, like somehow. a natural force, like a natural energy. Yeah, thing that's, I don't yeah. think I don't think at this point anyone thinks ghosts as such, do they? Yeah, they're kind of like there's something weird going on. There's a phenomena. It's possible. It could be supernatural, but it might be something else. I don't think I would put my kid on it. <laughs> like, no. even if like it feels like a friendly sort of thing, um, maybe that's just to show her, like, show the audience sort of um, how trusting she is of this thing right at the start. Pretty much offers yeah. up her kid to this thing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that was maybe that was the wrong thing to do. Maybe that was her downfall. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, so. It goes to nighttime, and they've kind of. Um, I like how they show all these sort of potential horrors that could happen throughout the, especially for the boy Robbie, because they've got the clown doll there, they've got the tree outside, and everything looks ominous. <laughs> everything yeah. looks like it's gonna 
come alive and sort of. And Rob Robbie's just got a face where he's just like he's constantly scared of everything, and he's unsure. He's a bit like, oh, don't yeah. like the storm, don't like the tree, don't like the climb thing. Yeah. Oh, come on, Robbie, come on, yeah. Carol Ann's Carol Ann's chilling out. She's fine. She's yeah. younger than you. For God's sake, she gets two new little goldfish as well to replace the bird at this point. Uh, did did they is... die as well? I can't remember. Or did they just... Probably. I don't think we even see him again. Maybe that's a no, different trip on the cutting room floor. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tree was a bit like... Uh, a bit like... Um, a bit ridiculous. And that was a bit Goosebumps episode. That was a yeah, bit... It was, yeah. it was almost, it was almost like... Of course, everyone's shocked by the tree coming through and grabbing Robbie. Obviously, this is, the, the supernatural forces kind of use the tree coming through and grabbing Robbie as a distraction. Very clever, so they, yeah. So they get their little hands on Carol Ann. But the way everyone reacts to this tree, which is grabs this guy, grabs this kid out of his bed and essentially starts trying to eat him. Yeah. I mean, his parents are, like, scared, but almost not scared enough that a tree has come to life and yeah. is trying to eat their son. They're almost <laughs> like, ah, bloody hell, get down from the... Come on! They're almost like they're angry at the kid for climbing. It's bloody like twelve o'clock and he's up in the tree again. Like yeah, it's almost like that. The, and then the, there's the, like... it's like they're thinking, let's get the kid down, and then we'll, we won't. We probably won't build that treehouse after all. I'm not too sure about this tree now, yeah. but like they and... should be, they should be like losing their like minds. And yeah. then the tree gets like sucked up and taken off by like a tornado once they get the boy out of the tree, yeah, which is like, man, it's like why does this tornado <laughs> take the tree but not them? They're just yeah. led on the floor like, oh, well, that was close. Tornado just takes it away. But yeah, yeah. Mean, meanwhile, upstairs, Carol Ann, basically the, the closet door is opened. There's like a bright light coming out of there and there's some sort of like vacuum cleaner thing sucking them, sucking everything in. So everything yeah. from the room is getting sucked in, all the, all the toys and stuff. It's like uh, it's sucking liberal America into the closet. <laughs> <laughs> all the colours getting colours in sucking, that closet. <laughs> sucking as hard as it can as well. It is yeah. sucking hard. It's right yeah, into so the anus. Like bed, beds, are, beds are going and obviously eventually they get a little Caroline. Yeah. I enjoyed this bit because it was obviously like a little doll going in there, wasn't it, of Caroline? Little little yeah. toy of... Ah, she goes in, but she goes. In, she goes into. Yeah. The, <laughs> she goes into the closet, and when the parents come upstairs, oh my god, what the hell's happened? The beds are sort of like up against the, up against the closet door like that, and they pull everything out. There's a moment, obviously, where they there's a there's a climb dog covered in a blanket, and they think, oh no, is this Caroline, dead to the world? Pull the pull the blanket off, it's just a clown. It's just a clown. Just a bloody clown. Yeah. Clown. That clown. And then get rid of it, mate. No one likes it. If, if that Nations. clown is scaring your kids, is scaring you. It's annoying you that yeah. much. Get rid of it. Yeah. Give, that's give it to the dog. Well. Let him have a hump. Did you notice how much Star Wars stuff there was around in this room as well? Saw the, saw the Han Solo uh, toy pistol. Yeah. And I think there's I saw a Star C3 Wars poster. It was like a C-3PO light switch as well. <laughs> Is it? And, uh, and Robbie's bedding was like uh, a, a Star Wars scene. The snowy scene. What's, this, what's that planet called? Hoff. Oh, Hoff. Yeah. Huck off. Huff. Yeah, that same to you, Luke. That's uh, yeah, so that's Empire what... Strikes Back is the best one. The best one. Should we talk, should we talk about that now? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so obviously, and then, and then it's weird because Carol Ann, yeah. turns out Carol Ann is gone. She's gone to the Never Realm. She's been sucked into another dimension, uh, ghostly dimension, where all the spirits live. And uh, the only way they can communicate with her, it would seem, is through the TV. She's like trapped. It seems like she's trapped in the TV, but it seems like the TV is just picking up the signal of her. Yeah. Uh, in, in in the other, and it is quite cool when when we first realise this, which is when Robbie sort of everyone's looking for her in different rooms. Robbie stood in the bedroom, I think, with it's the like TV bleeding on, bleeding and stuff, isn't he? Like, yeah, 
He's got like a, a like a, a a nick cut of his head. He's sort of bleeding. He's just been. This tree was trying to eat him. Like yeah. he he looks like he's um never gonna like sleep again. Do you think Spielberg <laughs> and kids and trees? Jurassic Park. He chucks uh, old Timmy up in the tree, doesn't he? And then sling, slings him back out again. Oh yeah. Jesus, yeah. leave these kids alone. Don't climb trees. That is the rule. That is obviously the lesson to be learned. Probably had a bad experience right. with a tree when he was growing up. Yeah, tried to eat him. Tried to eat him. Like bloody hell, Jesus. I'm gonna make lots yeah. of films about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll show I'll you. Make more than one film about you, and then we'll see. Yeah. We'll have to get checks coming in. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. So the uh, Caroline is. In the not on TV, but she's sort of in this other dimension. Um, I think she says she can see the light. Maybe that's a bit later on, actually. Um, but she can sort of talk to the mum. But I don't think she can talk to anyone else. I think that's the idea. Um, yeah. Then, but then we cut to like the next day, and maybe it could be a day or two after that. And they've I think gone to. I think it might be a few days afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so then they go to uh, some paranormal detective type people. Uh, they don't. I thought it's kind of weird. They didn't tell anyone. Like they didn't tell the police. Or I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're supposed to say. But yeah, the, it was almost like they were. It was. It was almost like they're so confused by what happened. They're like, yeah. "Can we go to the police? What are we going Because if we go to the police and go, she got sucked into the closet, <laughs> and and they'd be like, oh, "That's hell. a sixth kid today." Yeah, <laughs> bloody hell! Something something's gone wrong here, isn't it? Yeah, something's gone wrong. Yeah. I think they get the blame immediately. So like, we've kind of got to try and find her our own of our own accord before we alert the authorities yeah i, I mean i'd be tell, i'd tweet it at least that he does in the closet again tree tried to eat son closet <laughs> ate daughter hashtag this bloody this bloody house hashtag i hate the clown yeah <laughs> hashtag i blame the clown yeah uh so um who so who these parapsychologies people we've got i've got it written down here <laughs> dr lesh Ryan and Marty. Either Ryan or Marty is like a, a nerdy guy, nerdy white guy with glasses, or they're uh, a black guy with uh, like a looks a bit cooler. I don't know which one's which. Um, I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't really find it. Really follow their names at this point. I kind of just thought these are the guys. Also, was it like so they're at some sort of university, weren't they? Yeah. Does every university in have a... <laughs> in Hollywood have have a, a ghost hunting like department? Because we've got the Ghostbusters. They were working yeah. at university in the first one, uh, and then this this lot. You know what I mean? Where 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 well, where can we find our ghost ghost hunters at the university? Obviously, yeah. stealing an education uh, in in England. I'm trying to think where you would go. I'm pretty sure university isn't the place to find it. I'm I think... pretty sure whatever happened, British people are just going to be like, oh god. Call the police! Yeah, God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these are pretty much like the most haunted type people. I think they, they've come to get yeah. some proof. Um, they Derek, Derek, Derek Akora. <laughs> they call in Scouse Ghost Hunter Extraordinaire Derek Akora. <laughs> I would like to see that version. Um, <laughs> they set up like cameras and stuff in the house, and they're like, "We need to get some evidence." There's, there's one bit um, where they're showing around the house, and one of the guys, either Marty or Ryan. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, we, we've seen some pretty crazy stuff. We saw this one time there's a thing, like an apple or something, moving across something, and it took seven hours, and that was creepy as hell. And the guy's like, oh, you, you think that's a knife? <laughs> I'll show you a knife. And he opens <laughs> yeah, the door, yeah. and it's like, it's it's the, the kid's bedroom, and there's like stuff flying everywhere. The effects were kind of weird for the, is it? I don't know if the version I saw just had some sort of added 3D effect type stuff in it, because it looked kind of odd, even for like the rest of the effects in the film. It looked kind of odd. Like some of this, like a lamp. There's like a lamp that sort of un, um, 
the lampshade yeah. unscrewed and then yeah. screw back on. But everything looked like kind of like like low opacity to sort of see through stuff. Mm. It's weird. I don't know. But um, there were there were a few weird bits in this film. You probably had, this, but there's like a famous weird cut in this film as well, isn't there? There's a bit where like ah yeah, I thought I thought the version I had must have just been some recut and it just yeah it was all messed up. See, I I thought that when I watched a version of it years ago, and then I stumbled across the fact. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's got a bad cut on it. So there's a cut when the family are talking and it cuts quickly to them talking to a neighbor, doesn't it? Yeah. And it cuts like mid-sentence. And I thought I thought it was just a weird version I had years ago, but yeah, I stumbled across the information that there is just a bad cut this in this film and this never been sorted out. Yeah, I suppose it's difficult to sort the kind of stuff out when it's like actual film, film yeah. reel. They might not have a. So that's happened, and someone's gone. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Just ignore it. Nothing happened. Yeah. You can't do anything, can you? Like no. maybe, or maybe reshoots, I guess. But you know. Obviously, if they were like buying real skeletons because they're cheaper, they didn't have a big budget, they didn't have much leeway with this film. So, no, so they got enough money for real human skeletons, but not enough money to get the cuts right in the editing room. Oh. <laughs> okay, so, um, so there, there's quite a lot here where they're sort of um whispering to each other all night. Um, they're trying to get evidence. I think they see some lights moving around. Mm. Um, I kind of lost interest in this bit for a little bit until my favourite scene in the entire film com- comes up, which I still remember from... I'm sure I saw this as a kid, and it freaked me the hell out, which is when Marty O'Ryan, the white one, the white and nerdy one, uh, goes into the kitchen... White and nerdy. Him, ...to cook himself a steak. Like, it's night time, everyone's asleep, and he goes, I'm hungry, and he goes into the kitchen, and he just grabs a steak and a frying it's pan. Not, it's not even his house. I know, yeah. And it's just a big, like, a massive he- steak. And he starts eating a chicken leg as well at this point, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, the steak that must that's twenty two quid or something. That's like an expensive <laughs> steak. <laughs> the beast. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so he goes to cook it. This isn't the bit that sticks with me. But we're we're on our way there. So the effects are really cool in this bit. So the steak, he looks at it and it like starts to burst out of itself, and uh, it's yeah. like a weird sort of meaty sort of. 
I don't know how to describe it, but it's freaky as fuck. Just <laughs> <laughs> the meat looks like it's all grinding up there, and it just looks a bit disgusting. Yeah, but then uh, he goes, drops. Oh god, drops a chicken leg, and it's covered in maggots as well. So he's a, that's a creepy classic. I've seen that in a few things where they're yeah. eating something and they look back and it's got maggots in it. That's probably came, that probably came from this film. Uh, so he goes to the bathroom um, and he looks himself in the mirror. Um, oh yeah, no, some of the beef juice gets on his face, and then he goes into the um, <laughs> goes into the bathroom. <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I made that a bit, a bit up. That's got to be beef juice on his face. I mean, it could just it could just be a tear. Then beef he starts juice. like washing his face, but then his face starts peeling away. And he sort of starts digging and ripping like like gobs of his face away. I just realised. I just realised we said this film isn't very gory, um, but it isn't very gory apart from this one yeah. brutal, horrible face getting ripped off scene, which seems like someone's just gone. Um, I'll, I'll do a bit of practical effects, and yeah. uh, I've I've learned how to do this. Oh yeah, but we, want, we don't really want any gore in this film. And he's gone. Yeah, but I can make this happen. And he go, <laughs> yeah, did it anyway stick- when they weren't looking. And then he, yeah. the editor was like. Uh, I don't have enough money to uh, edit this properly, so I'm just going to use that scene. But yeah, no, yeah. it's it's full on like the family. This isn't ca- Casper. This ain't because <laughs> like this yeah. bit is like a full on horror movie. This is like Hellraiser sort of. Although it's got a um the claymation, it reminds you of, like the claymation from Evil Dead. That sort yeah. of um, putty Play-Doh effect. It was it was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. Uh, so he he goes away. Um, yeah, because he, he obviously realizes that it was just obviously the the spirits toying with him. So then suddenly he's like, oh, his face is back to normal, yeah. and he realizes he's been he's been done up like a kipper, hasn't he? He's been yeah. poltergeisted. Like you've been poltergeisted. <laughs> yeah. You got poltergeisted. Um, oh, I thought I ripped my whole face off. You got poltergeisted. <laughs> oh, I ate my own legs. Yeah. You got poltergeisted. <laughs> I killed my whole family. I, that just literally happened, dude. Sorry, man. Oh, I think I've been poltergeisted. You can't get out of it now, mate. No. Sorry. You did that. You did that, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, so what happened? So I think they realized it's pretty dangerous. So they send the kids um, off and the dog goes away. The, the guy who ripped his face off, he says, I'm not coming back. Oh, do we, do we not see the ghost come down the stairs at, at this point first? Not long after this, we see like a, a, go, a ghostly apparition yeah. type is it female, like... weird, weird sort of like floaty woman um, with loads of orbs around. She kind of like comes down the stairs, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. So that's a bit freaky. That's yeah. like, uh, yeah, we don't really don't really know the point of that. What the ghost was sort of trying to do at this point, we're just scared to get everyone shitless. But yeah, it's after that that, that uh, basically sends everyone away. So like, come on then, yeah, get out of here. These ghosts are clearly horrible. <laughs> And then they return. <coughs> Sorry, um, Doctor Lesh returns with Tangina Barons, who you know is, is a Derek Akora of the team. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like I don't understand why. Um, if you, they've kind of gone. Okay, we need a medium. We can't have like a normal person as the spiritual mm-hmm. kooky one. We have to get like uh, a quirky, elfish sort of um, woman. She does. Yeah. She is really cool. She's very like. It's a strong character. But for just once, I'd just like to see a normal spiritual medium. Like, <laughs> somebody just looks like a normal guy. Justice for normal spiritual mediums. Yeah. Not, getting, not getting represented well enough in Hollywood. Yeah. Again, I feel like this character, this character trope, in a sense, having a medium sort of character come in to sort of save you from the ghosts is, again, it's like Cindy Insidious films. They have that yeah. woman there. Um, I feel like it's been used in a few things. Um yeah, I'd like to see a proper ghost hunter who turns up with like um, with like a net and yeah. 
<laughs> and like a Butterfly stun net. gun. Yeah. <laughs> and a stun gun. And uh, yeah, and like uh, yeah, yeah, just 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 something a bit a little bit mental. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, but I guess they make like especially in this film they make her the character obviously looks a little bit out of the ordinary to give her that sort of like otherworldly. She's uh, one with the spirits. She's a bit strange. She yeah. seems lovely though. I mean, she does seem lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she sort of goes in and sort of has a look about, and she has a sniff. Has, has then, a little um, sniff. Have a little sniff about. She says. So I think the the idea is that she says, "Look." Guys, there's a, a a load of ghosts everywhere. Um, your daughter is alive and well. Her life force is strong, but there's a, there's a beast, like some sort of demonic entity. That's uh, I don't know if we know what it wants. I think it just wants to keep the kid or something. It just wants her, doesn't it? So I mean, it represents a light, and it's trying to get uh, Caroline sort of go but, towards. So, the I was really confused about the light. So one scene, the same, stay away from the light. The next thing, go to the light, and then someone else is saying. Don't go to lights. I don't understand what. Yeah. The, what the it was light. a bit confusing. I think there may be a few. There might have been a few lights. The, the, the demon was like one light. I think there was another light, which was like, if you go towards that light, you die. <laughs> yeah, that's like passing on sort of thing. Yeah, and I think there was another light, which at one point was the exit. It was like the way out. Yeah. So it's a bit confusing. Super if confusing. you end up, if you end up in this other dimension, there's like, oh, there are three lights. One to kill you. One, <laughs> one you, one you will live. I'm like, I'll just stay where I'm at. I'll stay put. In the dark. Jesus, in yeah. the dark, crying. I can talk to people through this TV, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. Yeah. If I ever want to see my family again, I'll just go, switch the telly on. That's, but then, when, CR, when CRT TVs are gone, yeah. I'll never be able to speak to me again. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know. I'm sure you, you can pick up in other frequencies. So, like, like yeah. the radio or radio Skype. They'll be able to Skype <laughs> you in the afterlife, I think. Okay, so, um, so what happens now? So... This bit confused me as well. So, the woman, Tangina, is that her name? Orangina? Tangina. Yeah. So she. Ruby Gina. Okay. So she says, um, <laughs> she says, here's what we're going to do. Uh, Ryan or Marty, the black one, you write some numbers on the tennis balls. This bit did confuse me because they were like, so the entrance to this other world is in the closet uh, and then there's an exit. And she has like this whole plan of how she's sort of going to get the kid out with some rope and like a like a fishing sort of plan or something um and then she says um i'll do it um the mother shouldn't do it i'll do it because you've never done it before and then the mother says neither of you and i'm like what well, if she hasn't done it how does she know exactly she's like she's got like the wiki how article on how to do this like she knows she's, she's like get two tennis balls right then I'm she's like, just like rope. she's like a cowboy builder she's just like doing a lot of guesswork yeah just like oh how much aggregate do you need for this job <laughs> oh, 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 two tons yeah she ain't got a clue she's just basically when she writes her final invoice out at the end yeah it's gonna be a load of guesswork she'd be like look at all this stuff i did here's my final invoice yeah you owe me 200 grand and i'll be like that. oh bloody hell sniff the spirits out of that bit there did a sniff to it which is she's there for about 40, 45 minutes wasn't she yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then she works out a way of getting into the portal. So she throws some tennis balls through the portal in the in the in the uh, closet, and then they come out from the ceiling, like in the living room. So that's that's the covered that's the in a uh, pink slime. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good that the exit to the portal's there. Imagine the exit to the portal was just like down the road. They'd never know. Yeah. I I sort of understand how they know it was there. Is it just like she's a spiritual medium, so she. She knows it's. You can see it or something. I've, I, well, I think they work out it's there because at one point loads of jewelry falls out the ceiling, doesn't it? And they're, and they're sort of working out that some of the jewelry is like really old and some of the jewelry is like really new, and it's almost like it's like right, a wormhole right, right, yeah. thing, I guess, where loads of stuff gets trapped. 
you know i mean it is confusing yeah i mean i've never been in a wormhole or, <laughs> no. you know sort of like paranormal supernatural portal i've only uh, been in two and i don't remember knowing where the exit is um so <laughs> so uh what, what goes on so yeah so she has a plan she's like okay mum, i'm gonna tie this rope around you you go in um dad you uh tell you hold on to it hold on to the rope there's one bit as well she, where she's saying, tell your kid off. And he's like, tell her that you're going to spank her. Uh, which I really don't, I didn't understand why he does that. Um, he's trying to scare her into going to a certain place, I think. So like she's she's like scared. She doesn't want to go towards the light, the or, light the or towards light. anything. Yeah, yeah. And obviously trying to get her to come there. So she's like, who, do, who which parent is she more likely to listen to when telling off? Yeah. So he starts going, get yourself to the fucking light or I'll <laughs> give you a knuckle sandwich. And she yeah. goes, oh. He's like, I don't, I don't spank my my kid. And then as soon as um uh, he gets to like the the, the wither to do it, like he just gets belt out and he's like, cracking, come on! Like he, know, <laughs> he knows exactly, he knows how to scare his kid. I never spank my kids, but I do give them a smack in the jaw. Uppercuts. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a pro at he's spanking his kid. He just didn't want to let it on. Like he knows. Okay, um, so they save. They save her, yeah. So they save her. So um, the mum goes in. The dad pulls uh, on the rope too fast. Steven Spielberg's face pops out of the uh, the closet with like the big, yep. the big goony face. He, his, his face pops out and goes, "I'm gonna make Tintin the adventure <laughs> Tintin in the future." And they go, "No!" Yeah, ter- <laughs> terrifying moment there. And uh, Steven Spielberg reveals all the films he's planning to make. Yeah, too many, and then uh, and I won't care about half of them. Warhorse, it looks good. I'm just never going to watch it. And then no. he goes in. <laughs> what was the other film? He's made a few films Br- recently that look bridge good. Of, bridge of Spies. <laughs> yeah, are, are there spies on a bridge? Yeah, mate. I don't know. <laughs> the Br- British guy won the best supporting actor in it. I still haven't seen it. Go away, Steve. <laughs> Man, that guy's made so many films recently. I've just not bothered to like. They're not just catchy, you know. Like. It used to be E.T., Aliens, and Poltergeist and stuff. Now it's like, uh, I'm going to make a film about war or a horse. Oh, war and or horse. The war, war horse, yeah. That's the how music. he, yeah. It was two favourite things. And he was like, I like war. I like horses. Get ready, guys. <laughs> Get ready. Have you, do you, have you watched the Peter Serafinowicz show? I've seen some of it, yeah. Peter do you Sarah. like elephants? <laughs> Do you like trains? Then you'll love new Elephants and Trains magazine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that sounds good. I yeah. do like elephants and trains. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what happens? So they, they save the, the girl. Uh, they basically come out of the ceiling covered in pink slime. There's a very sort of motherhood birth sort of thing going on here. Yeah. Put her in a and bath. Put them is... in a bath because, you know, ba- getting in a bath cures everything. It's the uh, recommended... Uh, procedure for people who've just you, come out of the have you got um <laughs> scabies get in a bath you'll be all right have you got rot anywhere get in a bath you just reminded me of, of could we we were gonna have some films on this podcast which were like uh honorable mentions there's a film called jacob's ladder have you ever seen it yeah and i was like wow we need to put that on the honorable mentions list that was terrifying i thought that's that, it was in, who directed Jacob Jacob's Ladder? Was that Darren Onofsky? No, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of Pi. 
Jacob's yeah. Ladder is with, um, what's his name in it? Uh, Tim, Tim. Rollins. Rollins. Tim Robbins. Robbins. Tim Tim Robbins. Robbins. <laughs> yeah. Tim Robbins. Okay. Timothy. <coughs> so at this point, uh, you kind of get the idea that the film is maybe done. Um, because... Yeah, it feels like a natural ending to the film, doesn't it? It feels like the art, it's gone through the art, we've gone through all the crazy shit. The, the house is so-called clean, according to uh, the young lady, uh, the medium, what's her name again? Tajine. Tajine. <laughs> Moroccan lamb Tajine <laughs> says, yeah. oh, the house is clean now. I hope, I hope they didn't pay the invoice at this point when she said, the house is clean, here's your invoice. And they go, oh, here's the money. Because, yeah. my God, was she wrong. She's Oh, my beast. God, yeah. Like, at this point, I was thinking, so the guy, they're going to have to move out of the house. I think, so the next thing they do reveal, they're moving out of the house. But at this time, I'm thinking, you know, it's still a uh, pretty good property. He'll probably make his money back in some sense. But then in the next sort of this final little act here, they're not getting any money back out of that thing. No. <laughs> the ship hits the fan. So he goes to uh, basically quit his job. Um, this is the next evening. Um, the woman, her hair's gone all like rogue from the X-Men. It's got the two grey streaks. So she's going to yeah. have a, a, a... She's seen some shit, man. She's going to dye her hair. Although, she, although her hair's gone grey, um, which you normally associate with people who've like been through... Uh, terrifying thing. She seems quite normal. She's just going to have a relaxing bath. She's going to be all over it soon. Um, the kids are back in bed. Clown toys back on the edge of the bed. <laughs> yeah. It all seems normal-ish um, until the clown gets its rape on. <laughs> or, <it> seems... <laughs> or, or, or at least it seems very rapey. <laughs> like the clown... <laughs> <laughs> it seems uh, right. <laughs> the, the boy is like uh, trying to look under his bed. The clown like pops up behind him, sort of a jump scare. Something I think it's supposed to be his arm, but something prehensile wraps around his neck anyway, drags him <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> and then um, I don't. I saw some white fluffy stuff popping out somewhere. Yeah. I'm not too sure what it was. Um, yeah, in the next room, Diane's like being attacked by some unknown force, and she's going flying up the wall. She's yeah. like being, she's all, all over the place. You know what yeah. I mean? It's that. Uh, it's. I mean, it's a right load of bother, isn't it? And then um, the the anus appears. <laughs> I don't know how I can describe it. It's like the portal now has taken on a physical anus-like quality, um, full on. Yeah, and even an like anu- a- I like how you say an anus-like quality. <laughs> I mean that is quality anus. I mean you can't. There's no arguing about it. That's a quality anus. It's full on, like relaxed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this relaxed is relaxed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, the um, the what the uh, so the wife, the mum, Joanne, I think her name is. I can't remember now. Anyway, she Diane. Tries, Diane. She tries to get the um. Okay, so the mum. So she tries to get the, into the kids' bedroom. Uh, like another beastie appears and throws her. So she goes outside, slips into the swimming pool that's not been built yet. Um, and then we get like a drag me to hell sort of moment with the skeletons all rising to the top. Yeah. So here's where it's confirmed basically that, that, that their house and their neighborhood was built on like a burial ground of some sorts. So like the the doo-doo um, Steve, is it Steve? The dad. The dad. The doo-doo Steve <laughs> works for has obviously moved move the, the headstones and everything from the burial site, but not remove the bodies. So that's obviously part of what the curse is and part of what the Pottergeist force is. But all these bodies start popping up at the like proper oh, yeah. thriller video stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, <coughs> so, how did I save the kid? How did she open yeah, the door? Yeah, she she's trying she's trying to get out, um, and she eventually does sort of get out with all the bodies, doesn't she? And then yeah. she goes out to rescue the kids who are sort of like almost going to get dragged into the portal again, which does look like an anus now, but with like a little a little worm coming out. So like uh, the anus has got worms and little worms coming out. <laughs> trying to get the kids. Finally, she manages yeah. to save them. Uh, and then Steve sort of like comes home and Dana gets home as well. That's the other kid. Um, and they're also like crazy. What the hell's going on? Um, and so, then the, so, the, the, they, all, they all sort of escape. And then a house sort of just crumbles into like a car crusher like scenario where the house just goes. I, <laughs> I, I saw it as a nervous anus. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, it squints up like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a lot of anuses in this film and um, one was relaxed and one was like, oh no, like it was um, kind of inwardly collapsing on itself. If we need to sum up this review in merely one sentence, it's Luke saying, I saw a couple of anuses in, <laughs> in this film. One was relaxed and one was like, oh no. I mean, put, put that on his headstone. Come yeah. on. Uh, I like that. I like that as a quote. Um, okay, so by the way, this whole end thing is, is really kind of a... Uh, Amazing, like the whole the the uh, the, the graves, not the graves, the uh, coffins and stuff are like bursting out of the ground. Um, yeah. It's it's full on crazy town, uh, and then they sort of um, get in the car. Here's one thing: so they reverse into Dana's boyfriend's car. She gets out, um, and then I just saw them drive off. I never saw her get into the car, which makes me think they don't like her. <laughs> yeah, they're just like. Dana, just stay with friends, stay with a boyfriend or something. And as soon as she comes in, it goes, she's home again. Yeah, Everybody no, get in the car. Let's go. This bit, this bit <laughs> yeah. where Steve was trying to get the car started as well. Jesus Christ. I would have been, I would have been like, come on, Steve, mate. I know oh, you can't wondering. find the keys, can he? Yeah. Can't find the keys, can't get a key in. And like, there, Diane's screaming at him. Even Caroline, who's like four years old, is going, for fuck's sake, Steve, you're <laughs> useless prick. Who's going to get a spanking now, Steve? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's going to get a belt now, Steve, <laughs> yeah. eh? And then they go away, and then we got, we get a nice little um, scene here. So the, the house implodes. All the neighbours are looking on, like, well, that's strange. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's boss, who's like the developer, how odd? So, yeah, is looking at it like, oh no. Yeah. The insurance company <laughs> yeah. aren't going to be happy. Uh, and then they go to like a motel, um, and they go inside, and we get a nice little closing scene. All the family goes inside there, and a nice little shot of the dad pushing the TV out of the motel room. And then it yeah. ends. But it was quite a nice ending. But it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good ending. This is a... Get a fucking TV out. Just talking about this now, I kind of realise, I do really like this film. <laughs> like, I've only seen it a couple of times in the past and it's it's a classic. It really is. It is a classic. It's just got such a proper 80s Spielberg vibe, but it is genuinely terrifying as well. Yeah. And yeah. it's like the king of the sort of ghost story films or the paranormal films, yeah. unless you got unless you kind of call The Shining a ghost story as well, which I guess you do. Yeah, so um, The Shining will come up. Uh, yeah, again. so I think I think those are the jewels in the crown of the sort of like the, the horror. If you if you look at horror as a genre, and then you look at ghost films and paranormal films, it's these it's those two. Yeah, I mean yeah. paranormal. Um, sorry. Any any modern stuff kind of just takes a lot of these ideas and waters them right down and just goes. Hey, here's this shit. Yeah, yeah. So, what was the? I didn't say any jump scares. I don't really think that was a thing here, apart from the the rapey clown. But um, yeah. the shit your pants moments for you. Were, were there any? 
uh, probably ripping your face. <laughs> yeah. The guy rips his face off looking in the mirror. Um, St- Steven Spielberg's head coming out of the. Uh, yeah. That was pretty freaky. Oh, we we I don't know if we we did. There is another sort of visual with like a weird sort of like candy floss, elongated arms and legs creature that sort of kind of comes out at one point as well, doesn't it? That's put on from Ghostbusters, isn't it? That, that cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's proper Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, I think the shit your pants moments were just all of the. I mean, I think it was so creepy the way Caroline gets like sucked into another dimension and ends up in the TV. I mean, like that is proper. That is yeah, creepy. It's a cool idea. And that um, is really creepy. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of, of the. That's such a good premise. That's just such a good way to open the film with her talking to the the, the white static. Did yeah. you see um so a little bit of a, a company viewing for those people who want to watch more TV static stuff. Uh, did you ever watch the um <laughs> current squad now? Uh but um it's a TV show. It's really recent. I'll have to chase it up. Um and it was based on a creepypasta. And um the idea was that this guy went back to this town we grew up in and um this TV show has been part it's like a puppet show that all the kids in the town used to talk about. Um and then they find out that Whenever they used to be watching this TV show, the mum tells them, "No, you were actually just watching Static on the TV," and like all the kids have been talking about this TV show to each other, and it's just um, I think it's based on like a creepypasta, so I don't know how it won't, it won't be true, obviously, because it's all nonsense. But it's super, <laughs> super creepy idea, and the TV show is really good, and they're going to be doing more. It's like a six-episode TV show, and they're going to be doing lots of these like creepypastas, famous creepypastas told in this way. Um, oh, I need to find out what it is. I'll find out next week, yeah. and I'll. I'll that, you know. I mean, it sounds, it sounds awesome. It sounds yeah, terrifying. Really but... good. And it well, also I'd... had one of the most terrifying scenes I've seen on TV and in film in the past couple of years. They just really haunt, like, I found it quite hard to watch. Was it an anus? <laughs> no, I can, I've <laughs> seen many anuses now. I can see many ani, and uh, I, just, I don't mind the look of them anymore. Not, not, not one has scared you, in the, <laughs> no. not recently anyway. Not recently. No, <laughs> no I don't. <laughs> okay, uh, so some trivia. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. Uh, the first one, uh, poltergeist is a German word for pool guy, as in pool cleaner. For example, the poltergeist is coming at 12 today. That <laughs> 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 damn poltergeist is leering at my daughter. Again. False, maybe. I don't know. Is it false? Uh, I'm sure it's German for something. I don't know what it is. Um, we should look, look into that. Okay. Um, the, uh, number two, they actually had an exorcism performed on the set of the sequel because they thought it was haunted. True. Apparently so. It's true. Um, apparently we got someone in. There's People were scared. Lots of deaths related to this film. Um, so, yeah. okay. Number three. Uh, Portugal was released in June 1982 uh, and in November of that year, 22-year-old Dominic Dunn, who played Dana, uh, was murdered. Uh Dunn was brutally strangled in her own driveway by her abusive ex-boyfriend and was removed from life support five days later. True Gotta or false? True. Gotta be true. True. <laughs> I wouldn't have made that true. up. Like, as if I she was strangled by her on-screen dad who seemed to hate her for some reason. Sorry, we're laughing at someone's death there. I know, yeah. <clears throat> well, a lot of these trivia things, I was like looking through some cool ideas and it's just people dying. Like there's so many like related people, people who related to this film who died and... Cursed. But then, it, then again, yeah. But so they did think this film was cursed, and they think it's because of the skeletons. Um, but then again, on the article when it when it says that all these people who died, some of them died like twenty years later, completely unrelated. It's like, <laughs> ooh, 
This guy died as well. Well, you were all going to die. <laughs> this guy died from natural causes 25 years later. Coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> this guy was hit by a car in 2014. Creepy, eh? <laughs> okay, number four. Um, Steven Spielberg uh, made it explicit in his contract that he wouldn't be directing the film. He would still be contractually, uh, have the option to, to urinate on every location, actor and director before and every after every take. Oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of urinating. The option. Like, not, I think that not the uh, it wasn't obliged. He just had the option. I'm gonna have to say false because I reckon he would have just uh, shit instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's directed Toby Hooper. I I don't know what else that guy's done, and I feel like is that, maybe true, is, that, that, that. Is, that, is that true or false or not, Luke? You didn't you didn't <laughs> announce whether it was true or false. I'll leave it open. We'll leave <laughs> it open to interpretation. We're like all great art. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it was false, by the way. Okay, so uh, Craig T. Nelson, who uh, is the dad in the film, voiced, this is a question, this isn't trivia, he voiced a main character in a Pixar film. Do you know which one it was? Uh, a main character? Yeah, what, like the main, main character in a Pixar film? Uh, dude from Up. I don't know. No, uh, Mr. Incredible from the... Uh... Oh. From the uh, 2000 and Summit film. Uh, 2000 and Summit. Are we getting a sequel to that? We are, yeah. Yeah. 500 <laughs> years later. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so um, well done. I think you got all of those right. I but, definitely did. Yeah. You're, you're back on it. You're back to, um, back to your I'm Back glory. in the game. Back in the game. Okay, so uh, how are you going to rate this film? Are you going to rate the film? Hello? Sorry, I lost you then for a second. Oh, right. I lost you for a second, Luke. <laughs> I, I, was, I was ignoring I thought you were like... I was, wait- I was waiting for a second for you to return to me because you vanished into the never realm yeah. uh, and I thought I'd have to come after you and cover your ectoplasm again. That was just an incredible, incredibly dramatic pause. Pause. Um, I'm going to go for a big fat A for Poltergeist. A plus or minus or just a standard... Just a standard, mate. I don't need where I'm going. I don't need pluses or minuses. Okay. A. Are we? Do we always do a minus or a plus with it? Or I think I do, just because I like to have that option. <laughs> I don't think there's been many when I've just gone like the standard. A. Okay. Cookie. A minus. I'd say an A minus as well, because it sounds Ooh. a little bit like anus, <laughs> which um, I think yeah. is uh, prevalent in this film. On, <laughs> anus on the brain today, I think, Luke. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yes. Last, last time it was my cat's pooing. <laughs> Today it's anuses. Um, <laughs> I think you just let, let your true self come out in these podcasts, you know? I mean, you just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just going to quickly Google uh, that TV show because I'll forget if I don't do it right now. Uh, but in, the, in, in before that's all over, let me just do the uh, outro. Uh, this show is brought to you by the story studio, Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and get a free book. Uh, become a patron. Over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Also, thanks to the guys in the Horror Hangout group on Facebook. Go so it's for it. It's really good. Uh, thanks to my co host, Ben. Uh, thanks, Ben. Thank you, Luke. Uh, so, Channel Zero, it's called, and it's really good. All oh, right. Channel what, Zero. What, yeah. what, what, what was that on? Was that on Netflix on or something? Sky or, or something. Uh, Sci-fi. Sci- it's a sci-fi TV show. All right, okay. It's really good. Channel okay. Zero. Channel Zero, okay. yeah. 
Um, is it a one-off, a one-off, or a few episodes? Six episodes, and I think the idea is they're going to do lots of these creepypastas. They're going to give quite small budgets to younger horror filmmakers to make these um, things. So it's it's kind of like a anthology, but told in six parts per uh, mm-hmm. thing, and it's really good. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, next week we are talking about probably one of the scary, like genuinely scary films on the list, Wreck. Uh, which I can't yeah. wait. I'm gonna I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in a long time as well. So it'll be good to go back and watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. All right. Say goodbye to the lovely listeners. Goodbye, lovely listeners. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 